was on my way here, and I, I thought, you know, I've been, it's been a huge pain for me schedule-wise and right. for us all to get together. And I thought, you know, I'll come early. So <clears throat> I got here early, and I realized, well, of course, you're preaching, so being here early doesn't really help that much. And so Not I much. went to McGall's, mm-hmm. the world's greatest donut store in Madison. and um, Which I'm eating right now. Which, yes, yes, we brought donuts for recording. It is, McGall's is the morning fuel of the BNA podcast. They do. And so, but I went, I had one of those little, whatever, what are they called? It's a breakfast sandwich of some sort. But I it's, think. I had the one with the, I just had the one that's built in with the uh, sausage and it's wrapped yeah. like a pig in the blanket, but it's not yeah. that because it's yeah. way better. It is. So anyhow, I had one of those, and but I thought I'd get some dessert. Well, if you haven't figured out, folks, um, we're talking about life in Nashville, Tennessee, because this is the BNA podcast. And my name's Jay. And I'm Brian. Uh, we hope you'll stick with us. So uh, these donuts are good. Thank donuts you. are good. Thank you. Uh, this podcast, I think, has been doomed because I think this Ugh. is the second time we've now had to record the intro. Yep. Uh, I don't know. It's just been technical like, glitches. And this is the one that folks have asked me more about when yeah. it's going to come out. Right. Than any. This is super specific to where we live. So it it's, does. Well, and they started voting this week. Yeah. Voting started on what? Wednesday? Something like that. Something like that. Thursday. So early voting has started as we air this. I have continued, although in a very limited way, asking people if they have chosen a candidate. Mm-hmm. No one so far. Remember, I'm still on one person right. that said yes. So no one so far has known who they were going to vote for sans one guy that is voting for Alice Raleigh because he's a Republican. And he said that was the only Republican he running. Right. Um, and that is so far still the only person yeah, that, is, that, that is about decided. Right. I think I'm close to picking. Cool. We'll talk about it when we go off the air, because I don't think we're allowed to say it on the thing. We're not. I I mean, we're going to totally say it out. We can say whatever we want. But I think on the mayor, I'm close enough. At large, it's hard. So this is a special edition of the BNA podcast, because we are focusing on a particular district's uh, council race. This would be District 11, which happens to be the district that we both live in, which is uh, the Old Hickory area, Hermitage area. Um, And so... Uh, we were asked to lead a conversation among the candidates. And we invited all, well, actually we didn't, the people that asked us to do this, yeah. invited all four candidates to participate. Three of the four came and joined us. Um, and we're not sure why the fourth one did not, but that's his choice and that's yep. perfectly fine. Um so we uh, uh, recorded this conversation with the three candidates in the hopes that people in District 11 might use it to figure out who they're going to vote for. So uh, with no further ado, here's our conversation with the District 11 council candidates. Enjoy. This interview was recorded on July 6, 2023 at the City Road Chapel United Methodist Church in Madison. District 11 includes parts of Old Hickory, Lakewood, and Hopewell. The three candidates that are featured today are Joe DeLucas, Sherrod Eddington, and Eric Patton. Mr. Jeff Eslick was unable to be present with us for this interview. Hey, we want to welcome you guys to a conversation about District 11. Uh, 
we just don't feel like there's enough of them. And instead of doing a formal forum where we stand people up in front of a bunch of people and uh, grill you because we're really bad at grilling, um, I don't know, pretty, we did pretty a reasonably, good, grilling, a reasonably good job with yeah, the hamburgers okay. at my wife's party. Exactly. But, I was going to say, I'm not uh, going to your barbecue. Yeah. No, it's, uh, if it's only me, don't go. But <laughs> it's not my gift. Uh, but we do want to hear everybody's ideas on what's going on what they see, what the vision is for our district. We both live in the district. We both vote in the district. Uh, we are part of it. We've spent the last, oh, two months interviewing the mayoral candidates uh, and, uh, and publishing those interviews. But our focus is to allow you guys to share your thoughts on what's going on, not convert mine uh, or have a conversation about mine. I got questions, but you guys got answers. That's why you're running, I assume. Um, we'll hope so. We hope there's some answers. Uh, but my name's Brian Rawlings and uh, Jay Voorhees. Uh, we do the BNA podcast, um, primarily talk about all things Nashville. That includes everything from great new restaurants to who's going to lead our city uh, in, the, in the next election. You, you should be thinking about what restaurant you're going to recommend here in just a minute. Okay? Yeah, yeah. No, we will, uh, that will be a question. That comes we don't want to rush you on that one. So think about it. Um, and in I your guy's case, I would highly recommend it was somewhere in District 11. Just yeah. something to think <laughs> oh, about. Well, then yeah. exactly. I have to change it. Yeah. yeah, right. You might just, just think about that. That's so one of the ways we've been starting off most of our interviews with the mayoral candidates, we'll start off with you, and I'm going to go in alphabetical order if that's okay. So if you could give us just kind of five minutes of, of how you ended up in District 11 and what was it that led you to want to run for council. Okay. Joe, we'll start with you. Sure. Um, I'm originally from Pennsylvania, about an hour outside of Philadelphia. And in 2016, my wife and I came here for a vacation, and she absolutely loved it here. I mean, I had a lot of fun here, too, but for a year after that, my wife never wants to change anything. So a year after, she kept saying, let's move to Nashville. Let's move to Nashville. What are you, nuts? So one day, I, I was a retail restaurant manager, and one day, you know, I had just, you know, kind of had it. I was spiraling into a bad way. So I said, that's it. I'm done. If you can transfer your job. Let's move. So she was able to transfer her job, and we moved. We actually stayed in an apartment uh, in District 12 for about six months until our house was built in District 11. That's what brought us here. Fantastic. Share it. Oh. Yeah. Um, real easy. In 1996, my wife and I moved to the district. We had gotten married three months earlier. And I was called to be pastor of the old Hickory Presbyterian Church at 8th and Jones. We moved into the village, lived there, served the church for a number of years, and continue to live in the district to this day. Fantastic. Good deal. And why do you want to be a council person? Why do I want to be a council person? Because I have lived in this district for 27 <laughs> years, and it has just been a wonderful place to live, to raise a family. It's, I call it, a little, uh, little hidden secret yeah. of Davidson County. And um, and by secret, I mean I don't tell people about it because right. I don't want them moving up here. <laughs> yep. But we've got a lake, a river, world-class golf courses, a couple of restaurants, which we'll talk about in a minute. And it's just a great place to live. We have good schools. Um, and as everybody says, we're close to the airport. Yeah, good <laughs> That deal. is true. And just real quickly – Joe, we didn't get your yeah, I was why are you going to run for council? I was going to come back. Was done I was going to come back to you. We'll, interrupt we'll get to Eric here in a second. Yeah. Well, um, so I've never actually considered running for a political position before, and I don't even look at myself as a politician, but 
Um, in my experience, we've had a very underrepresented district. And any time that I would reach out to any of the powers that be, I got a whole lot of either, yeah, I'm with you, and then we do the exact opposite, or who are you, why do we care, why do you matter? And I don't like people that lie, and I don't like people that treat other people that way. So I'm, I've always been a manager and a leader, and I want to manage and lead and invoke the change that I'm not seeing. Okay. All right. Great. All right, Thank you, great. Joe. Sorry about the skip there. Oh, no worries. I actually stopped and didn't continue. <laughs> no worries. Eric, tell us about yourself and why you want to be a council person. Sure. So I got to Nashville. Um, I grew up in Middle Tennessee in Fentress County. Uh, got here in my early 20s. And as an early 20s folks do, we have to move around because this, uh, this town is not super affordable. Uh, so I landed in Old Hickory because I had a few friends in the village and just fell in love with the area. The old houses, it felt like Mayberry, honestly. Like uh, It reminded <laughs> me a lot of the good things about where I grew up. So it already felt like home. And uh, I'm really happy you know i'm i'm now in my early 30s and now i own my own home there and i really wanted to run for this because i wanted to make sure that we're protected you know nashville's a growing city and we have to acknowledge that we are going to grow in this district we are going to have people find us and uh, I want to make sure that those who find us are welcome and have good things uh, to have good places to shop, have good places to eat, have good places to live. And I want to make sure that the next council member does that. And that's why I decided to run for this position. So okay. one of the things that's the reality is, as we were looking through all of y'all's addresses and all that, I mean, District 11 is a large district. Yes. And it represents a lot of diversity. I mean, there are certainly places of affluence in the in the district. There are also places of poverty in the district. Um, there's different sort of uh, makeups politically and otherwise. How um, how are you inclined to sort of represent the fullness of the district? What are you? How are you going to? Because like folks that live in the village might not think the same way that folks that live in Brandywine versus folks that live more in the hermitage end of things. I mean, what, what do you think um, you bring to the table in terms of bridging those different kinds of folks? Um, I'm going to start with Shara this time. <laughs> um, I've lived in the area 27 years. I know people all over. Um, I've met, I've probably been in every neighborhood in people's houses over the years, just um, through the church. I mean, had church members who lived all over Old Hickory and Hermitage and Donaldson. So just having been here, I'm familiar with the area. But the question is, um, how, do we, uh, how do we reach out to everybody? Well, you listen, you be open, you be available, accessible. When somebody calls, you, know, you don't look at their address and go, I'm not talking to them. No, you answer every phone call as it comes in and you talk to those, pers those people, no matter where they live. I mean, it doesn't matter, the district is the district. And that's the great thing about the system we have. You know, people complain about there being 40 council people. I think it's wonderful. It's, it, it, it's what makes Nashville so great is that you have this connection, um, usually personal, with your leaders. Eric? Sure. <clears throat> so the question is, how do we bridge the gap 
Um, and one of my taglines in this campaign is, from the bridge to the grove. We have a very big district, and it is changing every day. It's not the same people who have been here for 27 years. It's people who are coming from all over, places like Pennsylvania, places like California, who have found Tennessee and have fallen in love with it. We need to make sure that the person who's answering those calls is coming at it from that angle of understanding that you have been here five minutes, you have been here 5,000 years. It doesn't matter. You are valid, you are worthy, and what you have to say needs to be heard. And we need to work together. Good deal. Joe? Yeah, um, I kind of agree with what Eric said there. You know, my uh, one of my my taglines is because you matter, meaning everybody matters. Because, you know, like I said, I got tired of being told, who are you? Why do we care what you have to say? Uh, Like I mentioned earlier, I'm a retail. I was a retail restaurant manager for over 30 years. So I've worked with different types of people. And if we didn't all work together, we failed. So I'm a big uh, component of a managerial style called the game model, which is gather the facts, analyze the facts, make a plan. And then the most important, which I don't see happen a lot around here, is execute that plan. A lot of people talk, but nobody does much. So, you know, we just go to the different areas and talk to the people in those areas, kind of like what Sherrod said, you know, um, have uh, community meetings, you know, and just get input. And when people do reach out to you, you execute what they're looking for. You know, I've already had, and I'm not even a council person yet, I've already had people reach out to me, hey, this company put this sign on on this illegal spot of this lawn, get it removed. So I made calls and I got it removed. Um, I had another one where uh, there's been a pothole in a residential area right in front of somebody's driveway for almost a year and a half. They've reached out to our leaders that be who have blown them off. In over a year, he's like, my truck's going to get damaged. Can you do something? And I made the call today. They told me within net by the middle of next week, it'll get fixed. So it's just about talking to the people, finding out what that whole area and community needs. Because, you know, what they may need at Old Hickory might not be what we need over in Heritage Hills. It could be different, but you don't isolate or... Um, ignore certain subsets for other subsets. You have to be a complete leader for every one of those subsets. Okay. So one of the things, that we, there's been a study recently by Vanderbilt that surveyed Nashvilleians, and the majority of folks in that survey felt like Nashville was going in the wrong direction, particularly among folks uh, that have lived here a while. Um, so in terms of our district, what do you think are some of the challenges we face specifically specific to District 11 that sort of feed into that discontent that we're seeing kind of citywide? I'm going to start with you, Eric. Sure. So some of the things that I think we all can agree on that are uh, affecting our everyday lives, uh, I think we would start with, you know, the things I'm running on, schools, services, and small businesses. Um, our schools need more support. Our city services need revitalization and to work together. And our small businesses need to be chosen first. And we need to start looking more at a Nashville first based hiring and uh, contracting, uh, contracting stand. I, those are the things that matter. We've got traffic that's a problem. We've got a homeless encampment uh, issue that's creeping up. And we've really got to get these things on focus. Okay. Joe? Uh, Yeah. I mean, a lot of these things are happening because they've been ignored. I mean, we've had uh, uh, 
copious amounts of growth in houses, but no plan to actually, you know, fix the the road situation. So it takes an hour to get from Nashville to Nashville. We have homeless encampments because people think just closing an encampment is going to fix the problem. It's just going to move them to a different area. So that doesn't do it either. You know, um, we we need to really also stop prioritizing our money for unnecessary things and prioritizing it to people and things that need it, uh, like our teachers and our first responders. I actually went and spoke with um, uh, Captain Biggs over in Old Hickory at the fire station there, and there, he was just like, oh, we don't have enough people on a truck. You know, they, we can't hire people. They won't let us hire people. And I'm like, well, that's because our money is going to a stadium instead of going to you. So his safety is, is, more, uh, is less important than building a stadium. Um, you know, as, like I said, I keep saying as a retail restaurant manager, you know, because I've balanced budgets and I know budgets. And if you don't prioritize your money properly, then your business is going to fail. And our business is failing and we're going the wrong way because we're spending money on things that we don't need. Okay. All right. Sure. sure. First of all, <laughs> I'm going to disagree with the premise of your question. Um, mm -hmm. I read that study, and mm -hmm. you know, it kept coming back. You know, majority of Nashvilleians are unhappy with the direction of the city. Mm -hmm. Well, what was the number? It was, about, it was about 55 percent, 51, 51, something yeah. like that. So, a well within, yeah, well within the uh, the margin of error. Two, if you read the whole study. Most people are happy with how things are going in different areas. So, I mean, it's not like the whole city thinks that we're just going downhill. It's a great place to live. People are wanting to move here from all over the place. Um, and that is wonderful. That is good. That gives us some unique and challenging issues. It does feel like it's out of control because um, mm -hmm. you look around and you, go, you drive down a street and that building wasn't there yesterday. And uh, we say that all the time. Where did that building come from? But um, it is possible to not rein in our growth, but to make it more thoughtful, more deliberative, so that um, just because there's a plot of land and the developer buys it, he or she can put whatever they want there. No, it's up to the council to actually control what goes where. We can use planning, we can use zoning um, to control what happens within our area. Larry Hager has done a tremendous job of creating contextual overlays in neighborhoods that ask for it. Um, and a contextual overlay means that you can't come in and build a house that is out, a house or building that is outsized of the other houses that are there. I don't know what the number is, 20% or something like that. Um, there's one area, the Hopewell community, uh, which did not want that. And I mean, Hopewell looks great. 30 years ago, 27 years ago, you didn't want to go back into Hopewell. It was it was a dangerous place. I mean, that whole area, that circle is just revitalized. There are beautiful houses back there. Families are being raised back there. Um, so we can use zoning to our advantage. And uh, I do want to give credit to Councilman Hager for listening to the communities and the neighborhoods and giving them what they want. Okay. Um, Brian? Yeah, I got it. There's a couple of things that I'll follow up with there. And I think one of the biggest questions that all of us kind of wonder about, right? We're going into this, into a mayoral election. Every one of the candidates that we've interviewed over the past two months have 
strategically said, we want to move the success of Nashville into all the neighborhoods. Right? They say that. I'm not really sure it's possible, but it's a neat thing to say. What's an example of how we take the success Nashville is, in fact, experiencing, and I think the quality of life that we all enjoy, but how do we bring some of that, like we don't want to move, like the person that's not here would like to move Broadway to Old Acre Boulevard, but the how do we bring the... If he this, doesn't show up, you can't talk about him. Yeah, we can. <laughs> Absolutely. He chose not to show up. It's one of the great yeah. things about this. The, we are actually going to put a chair with his name on it there and just ask him every question we ask you yeah. guys. But the um, so Because he was invited. Yeah. So the... Uh, the opportunity to answer these questions is isolated to you guys, but our commentary is not. So, <laughs> the, uh, but how do we bring some of that out here, right? How do we go into a, what is a residential area of Nashville, and what does it look like? You know, what does success look like for District 11 in a fast-growing city with a huge tax base? Uh, what do we get? What do we get? What are the spoils of victory for the people that live outside the downtown, you know, area? Um, Whoever wants to. Yeah, feel free. (laughs) Sure, no, I'll take that. Um, I think we look at our district and compare it amongst others. Our district looks a lot like Woodbine and Glencliff to me a little bit. Um, Older homes, uh, differences for sure, but uh, style of homes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You'll get next. You're next. Yes, I I have been there. It's a conversation. Sure. (laughs) Um, No, I think... You know, our housing style uh, looks similar to those in Woodbine with the old houses, and they're a little closer together, at least in the village where I'm at. Not in Joe's neighborhood. Not in Joe's neighborhood. Joe's neighborhood kind of looks like Brentwood. Um, And they're... Not worth that much money, though. Well, (laughs) you know. And that is funny. uh, Look, there's a new house on Riverside. uh, uh, I think 1406 went online today, Riverside Road, and it is listed at Mm $650,000. Find me waterfront property that goes for that on the opposite side of that, uh, on that lake. Yeah. So, um, you know, we are different and we are going to look different to everyone, but, uh, that's the fun of the district and bringing the success of Nashville to our district, I think looks like funding. Um, I would love to see some things like a turnip truck instead of another Kroger. We were talking about that the other day about... Uh, uh, to be fair, we do have a family dollar. We do have a family dollar. And two dollar generals within a we, mile. We do. And a dollar tree, I think. Yeah. It is a dollar and tree. And an Aldi. Actually. And an Aldi. Oh, we have Aldi. an Aldi and a Walmart on your end of the district, yes. and But on the uh, on my end of the district, we don't have a ton of things that Hermitage does. and we, we So do. how does the city bring a turnip truck to the village? We have the development and uh we have the development and the folks moving in to support it how does the city bring a turn oh, well, yeah with zoning and support for with zoning and leadership on supporting uh a business like that i think that's fair okay free market sure free market if any who wants to move to old hickory let's talk to them who wants to move let's talk and see if it's right for the name it's a nice promise to throw out there but it's not realistic and, you know, we don't have a magic turnip wand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know anybody you know, that buys turnips. You can turnips. say stuff, but that doesn't mean you can do anything about it. I mean, I think it's leadership. Well, then I, I guess what the question would be, um, 
within the parameters of being a council person. Sure. What is the job of the council person to promote economic growth in the community? I think it's vital for the for the councilman. I'm, I'm asking Sherrod that in okay. the sense of in sense of what is it that the council person can do if at anything at all, and it may be nothing um, that they can do to promote economic growth in the area that they serve. Um, because I can, I can say, I, I will support you. Trying to get the turnip truck to come to Old Hickory is not going to happen. I was the chair of the Old Hickory Chamber of Commerce for three years. Um, I met with all of the economic development folks. I met with folks that would say, oh, we need to get a Trader Joe's and da- <laughs> down where the thing. And the reality is we still have enough poverty in Old Hickory, that the, which is why we have family dollars and Dollar Trees. Um, and the problem for me is, is, again, how does it represent the whole of the, the whole of the district? Because there are certain areas that are doing really well, and there are other areas that aren't. And how do we begin to try to contribute to the economic development of those areas that are struggling a little bit? And is there, it's a, maybe the council person can't do that. But oh, absolutely, they can. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot. There are a lot of tools at their disposal. Um, I, one of the issues there is just simply the density, uh, the residential density of the neighborhood. We could increase the density threefold, and we would have all of the turnip trucks in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I like the density as it is, um, and I would think, I would imagine, everyone who lives here uh, would agree with me that uh, you know we don't want to just pack the the district with people we have wonderful neighborhoods all of our neighborhoods are are unique they have their own flavors their own cultures their own traditions and we should respect that so back to the question what can a council person do a council person has a lot of tools at their disposal Um, zoning Mm -hmm. is one powerful tool uh, to if there's a prime piece of property that's zoned residential and we want to get a business there, then we look at it and change it to the appropriate business zoning. That's one thing. Um, A small business starting up runs into a lot of uh, obstacles with regulations and whatever department they're dealing with. And a lot of times it's up to the council person to step in and be the liaison with that department and say, hey, we want to work on this. We, this restaurant needs to open. We need to get your inspectors in there yesterday. Um, so in that process, in that part of just making the practical aspect of making things happen, um, that's what a council person is really good for. Uh, the other is to set goals and, uh, and, and, uh, and ideals for what's going to happen. The area, the Lakewood there on Old Hickory Boulevard doesn't look too great right now. And honestly, in the time I've lived here, it's never looked great. There have been businesses that have come and gone, that little section right now, it's boarded up. It's kind of embarrassing. Um, I've been considering a business investment district mm-hmm. in that area, maybe extend it down Old Hickory Boulevard. And that's where you use the framework of the city to encourage businesses to come in and offer them some protection in a way uh, so that they can take the risk of starting a business, placing a business there. That should be just a wonderful retail space. I mean, it's got a traffic count in the thousands every day. Mm-hmm. People drive by, um, and they should be able – and parking's pretty good. They should be able to stop in and 
buy turnips if they want. Oh, turnips would be fine. Joe, any thoughts? I don't know anybody that eats turnips. I don't know why we're talking about uh, turnips. <laughs> it's a wonderful turnips story. Turnips are check wonderful. It out. No, I, I know. It. I know. I'm just kidding. Did you know that turnip greens and turnips themselves come from two different plants? I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Learn something new. Learn well, something new. Go ahead, Joe. Something that Sherrod said is we don't want to, you know, just pack in people. Well, continuing to tear out acres and acres of land and trees to pack in homes like sardine cans isn't the way to do it either. But I think the original question was uh, bringing the success of downtown into the areas. Success is measured in a lot of different ways. I don't want to bring downtown to District 11. Have you been downtown? You know, a whole <laughs> exactly. lot of people, people screaming woo while pedaling a cart that does nothing. You know, uh, drunk people, you know, a, a lot of issues. And then depending on um, whether or not police end up getting defunded down there, uh, like I know that is uh, possible plans. Current plan, yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to bring that here. Um, but you can build success modeling without uh, replicating and you do that by listening to your community. And when you build up a community, like I mentioned earlier, uh, you know what, what they want in Old Hickory might not what they want uh, in my area out, in, out near uh, Hickory Hills and Heritage Hills and all that. Um, so you could just uh, talk to those people. And as you build up those subsets of the communities, you're going to build that success. You don't have to replicate downtown to do it. Yeah, I think we all agree that we don't want downtown. Yeah, no, and just to be except clear, for the guy that's not here. That yes. Yeah, and just to be clear, and that's the, the truth. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. No, the success of downtown um, should be shared. You know, the the money that's being brought in in tax dollars, it's all pretty well concentrated still down there with more skylines and more stadiums. Um, we we need some things out here. We need more parks and green space. We need more affordable housing. We need a business investment district, and. Those are things that will be fought for if I'm on the council. And we've got to we've we've got to pay attention to the growth because we're gonna continue to grow. There are going to be people who find old hickory. And if we don't prepare for that, if we don't know what's coming, we're going to become downtown are if we're not against, really are you against careful. skyscrapers downtown? Am I against skyscrapers downtown? You just said that the city is building skyscrapers downtown. I'm not opposed to skyscrapers being built okay. downtown. Okay. I just want to make. But uh, I'm, district, I want to make sure that District we're, 19 is not building skyscrapers. I'm, Developers build skyscrapers. Uh, yeah, I know how that works, Sherry. Yeah. Well, you were just saying that the city is building but skyscrapers. Developers can't downtown. do that unless the council, as you stated earlier, agrees to that. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So the don't agree to that. That would be the council person for District 19. Well, understood. That's actually not true. But the the fact is, you all got to vote on it. It's got to yeah, be all vote right. On it, but. So the it's it, which has been one of those weird things that we all deal. One of the problems with forty members is that if we just want sidewalks in Joe's district, right? You have to get the entire uh, the entire council has to agree that that's right. a good idea, right? Yeah. So it is. You know, there is that building. So I would say this. Um, to get move on to the next question that I would have is yes or no uh, on the football stadium, Eric. I spoke out against the stadium project at the third reading. I am completely against the current deal. However, it is here and we're going to have to deal with it. All right. Jared? 
I didn't have the opportunity to vote on it. Right, sure. Um, but I would have voted yes, given okay. the deal. It's good for the city. It takes a ta- there's no tax burden. Um, it takes tax burden off the citizens, and um, a development like that is is good for the city as a whole. All right, Joe. I didn't vote on it either, but I would have voted no. Okay. Um, the way you look at that is that's the home of the Titans. Taxpayers didn't pay for my home, didn't pay for Eric's home, didn't pay for Sherrod's home. So why are we paying for the home for the Titans? If the Titans want a stadium, and I'm just using that as an example, and I, I believe this in any, any city around, uh, around the country. If the, uh, they want a, a stadium, they can build their own home. They own their home. If they want to rent it out to Taylor Swift for five days, go right ahead. But by taking away tax dollars from the community. I understand tax dollars are going to come back in and blah, blah, blah. But in my experience, ne- that money is never utilized properly. So what you're doing right now today is we're putting all, the, all this money into the stadium downtown while taking money away from the teachers and taking that money away from first responders and taking that money away from, you know, cleaning out the homeless encampments and saying a few rah-rahs on a Sunday are more important than the safety and security and the future of our nation and our, and our district. I'm 100% against that. If the, the Titans, like I said, if the Titans want to build a stadium, you know, Amy Shrunk, I think she's the owner of the Titans, she can, she can build her own stadium. They have the money. They can do it. We have only, historically only built them for billionaires so far. Mm-hmm. So um, um, most of the district is, I believe, uh, in the general services district at yep. this point in terms of our taxing. Yes. Um, there's been push from some folks to, to, uh, to change parts of the district to urban services. What's your position on that? And uh, Joe, why don't you start off? I'm sorry, I missed part of that question. Yeah, so the question is, uh, are you, would you be in support of changing District 11, because the majority of it is in the General Services District, but changing it to the Urban Services District? Because there been, have been folks that have advocated for that over the years. Um, again, like I, mess- I, I mentioned earlier in one of the other questions, you have to talk to the community and see what they want. Okay. You know, I could sit here and say yes, and I could sit here and say no, but if I say yes right now and the community doesn't want it, I'm not going to do it. Gotcha. And, you know, vice versa. So we have to get together with the community, gather all those facts, and then we can come together with an answer. Um, you know, just saying willy-nilly without, you know, getting the general consensus of, you know, the right thing and the right growth of the community. You know, it won't do anybody good because, you know, something like that might work in one area, but it might not work in another area. And you'd have to look at where that would make sense and where those people would want things like that. Jared? To be honest, I've never heard that question raised in my time here. Everybody just kind of, you know, we're in the general services and it it seems to work. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's I'm sure there are benefits to changing, but... Um, I, I just haven't heard that to be a discussion. Okay. Eric. Sure. Well, I have. And um, I, it's a really hard topic. And I, I agree with Joe that it's going to have to be a community-based discussion. However, I, I do lean against it, um, I must say. Because, you know, so the difference between general services and urban services is urban, you get trash pickup, more sidewalks, more streetlights. But in general, you don't also have to worry about whether the city's coming to pick up your trash or not, uh, which they have had a problem with in the past recently. 
Um, uh, and we have a wonderful company that picks up trash in Old Hickory Village, at least. And I know I'm pretty sure I've seen their cans in most of the rest of the district. Uh, I, I do not want to take away that business at all. So I would, I would very much lean against moving towards, a, towards an urban services because I, I don't know that the city has proven, you know, a lot of the reason that uh, the city feels off track right now is because nobody's paying attention to the small things and we're not paying attention to the small things. Our trash doesn't get picked up and we don't have to worry about that in District 11. So I, I would lean against that. We need to find other ways to find our sidewalks and, uh, and streetlights, but I, I do believe that we are just fine the way things are with the, uh, the way we are in uh, General Services District. Okay. Brian? Great. The, uh, can, I, can I add something to that, please? Yes. Um, part of what Eric just said about... Um, I lost my train of thought again. Never mind. Go ahead. We'll get back to the train in a minute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it might come back through the station, but I'm I not I do sure. have We Go Star on my list. Um, <laughs> Good. The... Uh, but that's not the, the first question that comes to mind every time we talk to anybody in city government. How do you feel about roundabouts? Oh, roundabouts. Mm -hmm. There's a reason I ask because we have traffic problems in Nashville. We do have roundabouts are the, are the best way to solve them in a state where they have driver's ed. <laughs> yes. We fail on that count. Yeah, that seems to be the problem. You know, roundabouts, uh, if you look at the studies about roundabouts, they are good for the environment because you're stopping less. Uh, they are safer once people realize how to use them uh you have there are a lot of good things about roundabouts um i think if we're going to have more roundabouts we need some public education around how to use a roundabout um but i i would love to see some more of those utilized in places that don't need stop signs yeah i'm a huge fan i openly admit it jared thoughts i lived in britain they're great they're fantastic yeah. right they just work great joe I don't know that I agree, and the reason that I don't know that I agree, and I could be wrong, um, is because, like I mentioned, I grew up outside of Philadelphia. Roundabouts are huge in New Jersey. Yeah. That is one of the most difficult, well, besides Nashville, places to drive <laughs> that I've ever driven. And I've driven through New York, um, and th right down through Manhattan and Times Square, back when you could do that. Um, and... Just Jersey is so difficult to drive those roundabouts. Now, you know, you made the joke about uh, having a driver's head in Tennessee. Well, if we can't teach the people to use that, are we going to teach them to use a roundabout? And I'm not saying that people in Tennessee, you know, aren't can't learn. I'm just saying that, um, and it, it could be the influx of people coming in from around town, but sometimes driving driving through nashville can be rough with the people that just merge without looking or anything like that <laughs> yeah there's there's plenty of that we could do a whole podcast about driving in nashville but the um, the other question then waterfront access for people that are not multimillionaires in the district yes <laughs> what would you uh propose um i think that we could uh revitalize the uh the park out by the quarry uh, that's why I would really love to see the asphalt plant that they're wanting to put in go away, um, because I really want to revitalize that area. I think that's a perfect spot for some new green space and for some revitalization of normal folks wanting to access our our beautiful landscapes and our beautiful waterways. You know, in in this district, we are the keepers of 
the uh, we're the keepers of the lake, and that lake runs through the rest of town. We got to make sure it's clean. We got to make sure it's easy to access. And uh, I truly believe building more green space along the riverfront, right there, especially, it's a good place to start. Great. Thoughts, Jared? Waterfront is always wonderful for everybody. Uh, there are a few places we can access it. Uh, and here we're sort of between two lakes. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's opportunities, but I'm always for more development. No, not development, but more green space along the waterfronts. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Joe? Yeah, um, I've also never really been a fan of housing on waterfronts because they flood, <laughs> like, like building in flood zones. Um, so you always want your green space there and have, have an area where people can go and enjoy that stuff. You know, especially since you mentioned besides multimillionaire, well, you know, if, if the current uh, building uh, ordinance is you can only build the same thing and there's already multimillion dollar homes there, you'll only ever be allowed to build multimillion dollar homes there, correct? No, you Unless can build smaller, them. just can't build bigger. Right. Yeah, unless you're in the village anyway, because we're in an overlay. But. but I think the green area in a, in a, a riverfront is, is the right way to go. And, you know, have areas where, you know, you can uh, plant the trees like, like Eric kind of mentioned and, and have places where people could go and, you know, have fun picnic park area, that type of thing. Fantastic. What do you think about uh, expanding transit to District 11? Anybody want to take this one first? Uh, I mentioned this a few weeks ago. If... District 11 wants it and they're going to use it? Absolutely. But I don't think we should pour money into something that nobody's going to use ever. Um, you know, it might take some time to put that together and get people to use it. But if we find after a certain amount of time that it's not working, then pull it out. But yeah, I'm definitely for anything that's going to uh, mitigate and minimize the, the traffic. So maybe it'll take 45 minutes to get from Nashville to Nashville instead of an hour. All right. Sure. I have ridden, I ride public transit whenever I can. I love the star. And um, I wish it, there, were, there were more uh, opportunities for trains during the day. The problem there is the technology doesn't exist to allow the number of trains that we would want to run on that track. We're also sharing that track with the people who actually own it. Um, I can't remember which company owns it, but... Uh, but the star rents the use of the track. It's but CSX out there, isn't it? What? Is it CSX out there? Yeah, no, probably. It's, it's, no, it's Nash not CSX. Nashville something or other. Right. Yeah. Corman's? Yeah. yeah. So um, they need a technology called positive train yeah. control. And that runs for that just from Nashville to Lebanon would be between 20 and $40 million, which is a lot. Um, love the train. Love to ride it in. Love to ride it out. I wish there was one every hour yeah. <laughs> you know like a subway um i've ridden buses into town uh because i like to ride ride into town and meet my wife for dinner and then we come back in her car it makes it a lot more convenient <laughs> a lot easier uh it's not always easy sometimes i'll go and sit at a bus station and the bus doesn't show and that gets a little aggravating um but instead of you know trying to i mean it'd be not you know it'd be good to have that out here but maybe focus on some uh, some routes that have a higher return. You know, why don't we have uh, transit from the airport downtown? 
you know, rail or dedicated line. Just think of the interstate traffic that that would alleviate if just didn't have all those cars <laughs> lined up trying to get into the airport because most of them are just going downtown. And uh, I don't know what the options are there. I'm sure there are lots of plans, but I would love to work with the new mayor to implement at least that. That would be a less expensive option than some of the other things we're looking at that would have a huge impact. Eric? Sure. You know, you're talking 20, 40 million, and uh, right now it's we're spending, I think it's 800 and some odd million on the Titan Stadium. So it's about priorities. You've got to prioritize transit. You've got a you've got a system that if we put some upgrades on and got some one-time funding for, I know that, you know, federally we've got money that's there coming in, uh, that's being made available in the tra transportation department. Um, I know Pete Buttigieg was here on the 4th of July. Uh, we need to take advantage of those relationships and make sure that we have a place where folks can come in and get where they need to easily. Um, I really believe that we have a we have a real opportunity right now to make sure Nashville grows the way we want it to, and I think part of that is transit and dedicated transit funding. Fantastic. Can I can I say one more thing? Coming from Philadelphia, um, we had something called SEPTA out there, which can run you anywhere you want to go almost any time. It may take three hours to get there, but you can do it um, here. With the, the WeGo, that's not the case. Um, I actually likened it the, uh, the other day to somebody. Um, WeGo is like SEPTA from the 70s. <laughs> um, that's how far behind we are. So we would really need um, planning and leadership and maybe using the guidance of place, uh, people from areas like uh, Philadelphia and SEPTA and other places that, that can get the the tra uh, not tracks, but the, the buses to run. Because uh, in Philadelphia, you could run from King, uh, down, or downtown Philly to King of Prussia Mall, which is about 45 minutes away, back. And that's how a lot of people got to and from work. Um, and here, you just can't do that. You know, if you live in Hermitage and you want to work down, if you want to go downtown, you can't do that unless you Uber or drive. Uh, so getting more more places would be good and, and using the technology that other areas have can absolutely bring it in. Thank you, Joe. So, and so, one, one thing, just yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It's my train pass. Right here. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. so you know, train pass in the Great. pocket. Gotcha. So we're kind of near the end of our time, yeah. and so I want to give you all just another uh, few minutes kind of for a closing statement and uh, make your pitch of where they can find out more about you. So I'm going to start in reverse order. Eric, if you would start, and we'll work our way down. Sure. Um, I know that Nashville is going to grow. Old Hickory, Hermitage, we're going to grow. We have to make sure that the growth is what we want, and we have to make sure we have the resources and the foresight to be prepared for it and not lose focus on our school services and small businesses like we have so long now. So if you want to get involved in this campaign, go to ericfornashville.com and read my blog. I've got a new post up about my plan for teachers today. Uh, go check it out and uh, let me know your thoughts. Connect with me. Uh, all my contact information is on there. So Great. thanks, everybody. Thanks, Eric. Sherry? I want to thank you all for doing this. This has been great. It's a wonderful service that you offer and uh, you let folks get to know 
all the candidates. And I was, you know, I encourage everybody. I said, you know, look at my site. Look at look at my opponent's sites. You decide. That's the wonderful thing about um, the system that we have. People complain that 40 is too many. I think 40 is great. 40 is, you know, gives us a greater sense of democracy than the state's plan for 20 council people. We get to know our council people. Um, it just feels like everyone has the opportunity to be more engaged and involved. And so that's why I want to serve. I want to serve in District 11, a place where I've lived for a long time, raised family. Uh, my child went to school here, and uh, it means a lot to us. And I want to give back to the community what this community has given to us and serve it in a way that will um, that will that will continue to lift up the livability of this wonderful little corner of Davidson County. Awesome. Thank you, Jared. Joe? Thanks, uh, and thank you guys again, too, for doing this. Um, I just want to say that I'm not against growth. Um, I know it kind of sounds like that sometimes, um, but I'm, I'm for growth. I'm against irresponsible growth, and I've seen a lot of that here, especially when there's no plan to um, work with the people that we are bringing in. Um, and we can't just, you know, throw in sardine cans and, you know, uh, just pack people all around. Um, I 100% stand with teachers, first responders. I have a plan to eliminate and not just close, but eliminate the homeless encampments and to uh, minimize the homeless population and get them the help they need. Um, and like I said, I have the the theory of the game model, which is gather the facts, analyze the facts, make a plan, and execute. And without, like I said earlier, without that last thing, execute, um, you will never get anything done. And the only way to execute is to work with other districts and to help them when they need it um, and work with them. I'm actually, this weekend, helping uh, another candidate with a video in another district because he reached out to, he saw mine, uh, which is at www.joedelucas.com, and he liked it so much he wants to do something similar in his area. Not mine, but with his, his area and his platform, so I'm going to go help him with that. So we're helping each other out, and that's what we need to do is to help each other out, not just say, well, what, what is good for me or, what's good for or prioritize what's good for downtown. Because when you're constantly prioritizing downtown like we're doing right now, then the districts one through everyone else uh, that's not downtown is going to get left behind. And just like the teachers in the stadium, teachers are getting left behind, which then in turn leaves the children behind. Um, I actually wrote a song in 1992 when Bill Clinton was still in office called Child Left Behind. Uh, so, and then George Bush came out with that slogan. I'm like, you stole it from me. How dare you? <laughs> no, I'm just but I did write it before that happened. Um, so the, can't do that. So Joe, four, Joe, the number four council, the number 11 at gmail.com. And then uh, Uh Reach out to me and I answer sometimes within minutes, but I'll definitely answer within an hour awesome. and, yeah. and I'll get you your answer. All right, Joe. Thank you very much. Thank you guys all for being here. Thank you for having uh, me. We have uh, two ending quick and easies. <laughs> these, you can't, honestly, you really can't make these long. It's I don't think it's possible, but, you know, anybody running for office can make a sim simple thing really complicated. I need, from each of you, a restaurant recommendation for our listeners. A restaurant recommendation. 
my back porch and the grill. Excellent, excellent. Sherrod has invited us all over to his house. I'll put the address up on uh, the website, <laughs> and we'll see him over Eight there. 8 o'clock tonight. <laughs> all right, Joe, restaurant. Um, well, you said in District 11, uh, so I'm going to give you two I answers. just suggest if you're I'm running you in District answers. 11, my give fav- it something at District 11. My favorite restaurant in Nashville and in Tennessee so far isn't Bucky's. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nadine's Hermitage Haven. Hermitage Haven. Nadine's Hermitage Haven is right. my absolute favorite place. Nadine's, gotcha. indeed. And, Great uh, place. Love in, it. In the District 11, uh, it's it's actually a new saloon, so you have to be an adult to go there. But um, 12 Key Saloon. 12 Key Saloon. Where is yeah, that? Uh, Andrew Jackson Parkway, Andrew right K. across from uh, Walmart. Okay, fantastic. It's where uh, 12 Key Saloon is. It is a, uh, a beer joint with a music problem. Excellent. And it's constantly having original music there. So when you want to come to town and see live original music and not just cover bands downtown, you go to a place like that. Fantastic. See, I told you that we could make this into a long answer. Go ahead. Restaurant recommendation. Sure. Um, I have been frequenting uh, Chef Nitro from Rhythm in the Village lately. Excellent. And love me some flat tire diner. <laughs> me too. I must say, I've become a little bit addicted to the flat tire diner. Those, those it's right there. Are, those it's just right there. Just something else, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that country French toast, or crunchy French toast, I mean, is wow. Yeah. And the last one is, uh, if you had to make a decision right now who are you voting for for mayor who's running again yeah okay anybody anybody got the guts to say they're supporting for mayor we have an well, with, yeah we were, my <laughs> wife and i've been talking about this and you know we're still uh trying to decide we'll probably split votes um <laughs> but the good thing is there are there's several at the top any of them would be good they're all, I mean, they're good people with, uh, they ex- have experience and good ideas. It's just a matter of personal preference at this point. All right. I'm, I'm split between a few. My wife uh, likes Jim Gindr- Gingrich. Right. Um, I'm still looking into that. I'm not sure that that's the answer. Um, but I do have a few uh, people that uh, I'm seriously looking at. But until I make that decision, I'm not going to make that endorsement. Excellent. Thank well, you guys if, so much. If you're still thinking, you can check out the BNA podcast. Exactly. We, we will, you'll get a, a 45 minutes per candidate about uh, what they're thinking. So can thank I, you all for being oh, here. Can I get my answer there? Oh, I thought you already gave me. I two gave two. a small little Yeah, you there. said who's running. I yeah. said that was your answer. But no, okay. I know who's running because I've worked with most of them. Okay. Um, I... There are so many good friendships up there. Um, we are going to be well served by whoever it is. And I'm really looking forward to working with whoever it is. Okay. All right. F- safe enough. All right. Well, thank Everybody's you again very for being, safe there. Thank you all again for being here. We're so glad that you were able to join us for this. And uh, again, for the record, we did offer the invitation to Mr. Eslick to uh, join in this, and uh, he was not able to do so. So thank you again. Thank you all for being here. Not and, able or not interested. And uh, I don't Hard know. Hard to say. That was not uh, shared with me. Yeah. So um, He didn't answer in a sentence. He didn't answer in a sentence. So all of this is a thank you all very much, and we look forward to seeing you on August 3rd. Thank you for having us. Well, another good conversation was had by all, but you're in the middle I'm of the I'm eating bites. a donut. Yeah, I know. I'm about to take a bite myself. Donuts are good. So we really do appreciate them coming over uh, to Madison. We rec- we record all these in Madison, even though we live in Old Hickory. Uh, and uh, we appreciate them coming over. And uh, I thought hope- it was, you know, it was a good conversation. I was surprised at the way I felt about some of the answers. I How had, so? Well, I think I probably created some 
predisposition. Right. As we do. Right. And um, I was a little wrong here and a little right there and a little wrong here and a little right there about my presupposition about people's views on things and how they articulate it. No, I think that's exactly right. And um, and again, that's why these things are so important, of forums or these chances to hear the candidates, um, because it allows you to get a better sense of who they are, more than just what you'll find on their website or, or on YouTube or in their ads. Yeah, and um, I think you can tell by the way people, their tone of voice... Right. You know, it definitely changes on certain subjects. Right. They're more passionate about this and less about that, et cetera. So I think you can learn a lot from it. I hope you do, and I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. We did ask them where they wanted, like, favorite restaurants. We had very political answers to that question. Right. Uh, although I think Flat Tire Diner always gets a shout-out. It does. Because right in the middle of the district. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Uh, so that was good. You go anywhere cool? You went to Edessa again. I went to Odessa again. Uh, this is the unofficial uh, Turkish restaurant of the BNA podcast. I have yet to have a bad meal there. You just it's don't? It's just unbelievable. And I've have you been to, to King Tut's Porch yet? No. King Where's Tut's it? Porch is really close to Odessa. Uh-huh. And it is basically a food truck where they have built an outdoor dining room. Very credible uh, Middle Eastern stop. My wife, who grew up partial, part of her mm-hmm. uh Childhood in Cairo right. gives it the thumbs up. Well, we need to King Tut's Porch on Nolan's Road. And then you went to Harker's too, the street food. Place? I went to Har- I went to Hawker's. Hawker's. Uh, Hawker's uh, Asian street food uh, this past week. Had a really good meal there. And good. don't you know? Make sure you leave room for the uh, the donuts at the end. They have Ooh. a little bag of powdered sugar donuts that mm. you just don't want to miss. Well, speaking of donuts, we have two of them. This in is front the of donut episode to, of the BNA podcast. Eat. So, anyway, uh, we don't know when we'll be back. Uh, we if never know. Somebody wants to talk with us. We're happy to interview you along the way. Uh, and uh, I'm sure that after the election on August the 3rd, we'll have some comments about there that. There will be that. I think we should do one more, and we probably will, just because yeah. of the timing of right now. We'll probably do one more episode before the election day. So, um, so here's a thought. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I can't endorse people because of yeah. my status as a nonprofit you're, you're, leader. And you're, you're, a pot, you're a pastor right pastor here. Pastor kind of thing. But can I say who I'm not going to vote for? I don't see why we couldn't. Now that everybody's had an opportunity to digest right. what everybody has said, if you don't know who you're voting for for mayor at this point, which I do not, yeah. by the way, um, it's not for lack of opportunity to hear their their opinions. I think the problem is they all say the same thing. I think that's correct. I think it might be helpful to talk a little bit about our own process for how right. we're we're making this decision. So let's do yeah. that. Next Maybe time we we'll do together. a sample ballot uh, episode next week, and we'll just go through the sample ballot and, yeah. and go like, I got no idea. Or, oh, now what about this? Yeah. Let's just do Absolutely. it. It'll be fun. Okay. It'll be fun. Maybe we'll all invite right. somebody in to do it with us. We'll just see if anybody interesting wants to pop in. All right. Well, hopefully this is going to be up soon uh and for all those folks have been waiting with bated breath and uh, i'm gonna try to have it edited today and send you to put up tomorrow we're the hardest working and men in you slow don't know business what those days are folks who are listening so this could have been 14 weeks ago or what was it my friend used to say we're the hardest working men in no business exactly all right have a great all right, day take care